You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Monday, December 20th edition of the show. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. Hopefully everybody is having a good Monday morning. I am, of course, riding solo today as we get closer to Christmas. Uh, These things are bound to happen. So, uh, got a few things that we wanted to discuss. Obviously, it will not be a long show, but we do have bowl games to discuss going forward. Uh, If you've not already... Make sure and check out the BetUS College Football Show. I host that along with my buddies Parker Fleming and Kyle Hunter. Uh, And we have gone over all of the games through Tuesday. But I will go over them here as well just to kind of give a a discussion, right, of exactly what is happening with the bowl games, what the gifts are, uh, and just overall overall view of the games as well. Uh, Along with that, Auburn hired a new offensive coordinator, Bo Nix is transferring. We know where now. A lot, lot to discuss. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Uh, before we begin, go ahead and remind you, the show is brought to you by BetUS. It is where the game begins. It is America's premier online sports book. You can go find them over at BetUS.com. There is a link in the description. So go ahead and check it out. They've got a bunch of bonuses, all that good stuff. And I'm telling you, I've used them for years. They are fantastic. You will absolutely love them. Go and check them out. BetUS.com. Where the game begins. All right. Also, the website for us, winningcureseverything.com. You can find everything that you need to know about us over there. So go ahead and check that out, winningcureseverything.com. If you have not already, if you are watching the show, first off, we certainly appreciate you. But next, do us a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice five-star review. That would certainly, certainly help us out. We've got got a lot of goals that we're trying to meet, and you guys have helped us exceed all of them thus far this football season we hope to keep that thing going so go ahead and knock it out for us we would certainly appreciate it with that said let's uh let's dive into 
what we need to talk about. The first topic of the day, and let me write my times down, of course. Bo Nix is transferring to Oregon. That's right. He will be a duck for his final year, uh, and he may have two years remaining. I am not entirely sure, but this took a lot of people by surprise. I had Auburn fans that texted me that just had no idea, like, why in the world would he go to Oregon where Dan Lanning is? That makes no sense. And I will give you the connection, okay? Dan Lanning, just a couple of days ago, officially hired Kenny Dillingham as his new offensive coordinator. Dan Lanning and Kenny Dillingham worked together on Mike Norvell's staff years ago, and Dillingham was then uh, brought up to Auburn to be the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach in the freshman season for one Bo Nix. So, Dillingham and Dan Lanning have a connection. Dillingham and Bo Nix have a collect or a, a connection. This makes all the sense in the world. Uh, I think the best season that Bo Nix had, as far as big moments, etc., uh, maybe the most development that he had was in that first season. Now, Dillingham is not a play caller. He never has been, but he can develop guys. Right, Dillingham was a huge part in Brady White being what he was at the University of Memphis. Uh, we can say that that was all Mike Norvell, uh, but there's a reason Mike Norvell, when he got to Florida State, went back to Auburn and hired away Dillingham. Right, and That makes perfect sense. So there is obviously a good relationship there with Dillingham and Bo Nix. Bo Nix has got experience. Uh, he wasn't great in the SEC in his first two seasons, but I will say he was impressive this year when he was healthy. Uh, he liked what was going on with Mike Bobo and and has seemed to talk really highly of Brian Harson. I think this is a good move. Go out to the Pac-12. There is not as much competition because if you end up playing, his other options may have been like A&M, Ole Miss, you know, maybe, maybe Georgia. Uh, who knows? I mean, there's all kinds of different things that would go on inside the SEC. And if you are a legacy name, like Bo Nix is. He is the son of Mr. Patrick Nix, who played at Auburn. Uh, you you just played three years at Auburn, and why would you want to ever have to play them again? Like, why would you want to play against the team that you just spent three years as the starting quarterback of? I don't blame him for getting as far away from that situation as humanly possible. So, uh, I think it's a good move. I, I think Oregon needs an upgrade. Uh, we'll see what's going on with Ty Thompson. I, apparently, there is still more work to be done there, and who knows exactly what you know Lanning and Dillingham think of him, but he didn't get a ton of play this year. And if you were going to beat out somebody, uh, this would have been the year to try and get that done with Anthony Brown. Uh, but if you're Oregon, you were looking to compete for Pac-12 titles right now, and Bo Nix allows you to do that. I, I think this is a good move for both parties. So cheers to Bo Nix. For, uh, for moving on and and getting a really good opportunity. That, that roster is absolutely stacked. I think uh, I think he's going to have some playmakers around him. This, this seems like a good move for all involved. So, with that said, the next topic, Auburn has hired their new offensive coordinator, and he comes from the Seattle Seahawks. It is the quarterback's coach, Austin Davis. He played college football at Southern Miss, he was uh, an undrafted quarterback in 2012, but he became a journeyman, played for the Rams in 2012, the Dolphins in 2013, the Rams again in 2013 and 14. 
Back to the, uh, sorry, to the Browns in 2015, Broncos in 2016, Seahawks in 17, Titans in 18. And then he became an assistant quarterback coach in 2019 with the Seahawks and then was the quarterback's coach in 2020 and 2021 with the Seahawks. So he was the quarterback's coach for Russell Wilson. Now, Wilson already knows how to play the quarterback position, right? <laughs> like we, we don't have to worry about that part. But he has been a part of a Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer and Russell Wilson offense. He was a part of that. Uh, there were ups and downs, obviously. But I, we have no idea how this, how this hire is going to turn out. No clue. Uh, you would hope that somebody that you would bring in would not only be able to develop somebody, but also be able to recruit. And Harson, while he did have a big, big end of the uh, end of the recruiting cycle here, uh, let me pull up the the rankings here as we look. I've got the overall pulled up. Auburn ended up ranked number thirteen. They had nineteen commits, and ten of them were four stars. So it's it's pretty far down the pecking order. the The people that are ranked ahead of them in the SEC, by the way. Missouri, Kentucky, uh, da, 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 Georgia, Alabama, A&M. So not that many that were ranked ahead of them, but uh, but right there with them is Tennessee. You got LSU back in 19. You know that they'll be back to normal pretty soon. Arkansas at 20, South Carolina at 21, Mississippi State 23, Ole Miss at 25. Like, there is a lot going on here. Uh, you would hope that one of your coordinators would be a big-time recruiter. I don't know that Derek Mason is. And I don't know that the new guy, Austin Davis, is. Uh, now, Davis certainly can prove me wrong, but this is an incredibly interesting hire for Auburn, and, and we'll see how it works out. Like, this is certainly a move that shows that Harson is doing it his way. I initially said that Mike Bobo was a... That was an Auburn booster push. That they wanted somebody in there that understood the SEC, that knows what's going on. Harson got rid of him. In the middle of the year, he got rid of his wide receivers coach that he actually brought with him. Uh, there's, there's just a lot of mayhem. Six and six seasons on the plains do not go well, even if it is your first year and the starting quarterback gets injured. Right? They do not deal well with that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I would imagine Austin Davis is somebody that is going to, it's still he'll still be pro style, but I would imagine it is somebody that is going to weigh heavily in the favor of the analytics when it comes to fourth downs when to go for it, etc. Harson, I think, is progressive when it comes to that. But again, this is interesting. Incredibly unproven guy. Uh, he is only, da -da -da, he's 32 years old. So he's a young guy. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's he's older than Dillingham, I believe, that I was just talking about. Uh, I will actually look that up as we speak. But yes, this is a, a strange one. Uh, not going to say it's a bad hire, because obviously we have no idea. No idea as it sits, but it is certainly unproven. Yeah, uh, Dillingham is 31, 31, and he uh, he has been coaching in college football since 2014. So, yeah, it's a little bit different, a little bit different situation there. So we'll see what Auburn ends up doing with that. From there, let's talk about bowl opt-outs. Now, we don't spend long on these, of course, but... Uh, had some interesting names that have popped up that will not be playing this bowl season. Kenny Pickett, quarterback for Pitt. I brought this up as an option because Mark Whipple resigned and went over to Nebraska. Because Whipple is not going to coach, Kenny Pickett is not going to play. Uh, I think he is pretty much guaranteed to be a first-round guy, maybe early second round. But 
I think he already knows where he's going to be. He's got nothing to prove in this bowl game. Basically, if you go out and you don't have a stellar performance against Michigan State, it's going to look bad on you. So there's there's nothing else to prove at this point. The only thing that can happen is it can hurt you. Because if you have a good day against Michigan State, well, uh, you were supposed to. But if you don't, then everybody wants to know what happened, what went wrong. So I don't, I don't blame him at all for not playing in this bowl game. So that means the two Heisman finalists from that game, Pitt against Michigan State, are Kenneth Walker III and Kenny Pickett, the quarterback. And they are both sitting out. So this will be a very interesting ball game at this point. Very difficult to handicap because uh, who knows what the running back situation is going to look like for Michigan State and who knows what the quarterback situation will look like for Pitt, especially without their offensive coordinator. Uh, on the other side, Iowa State's running back, Brees Hall, is he's headed to the NFL. And I don't blame him at all for that. Um, but this is another one of those situations where you got nothing left to prove. And Clemson's defense, even without Brent Venables, their defense has been stout this year. They are the lone reason why Clemson ended up 9-3 and three this year. I don't blame them. I don't blame them in the slightest because, at best, you could end up having a, a killer day, but everybody already knows that you're pretty good. The most likely situation is against Clemson's defense, you're probably not going to have a very good day running the football. And is that really the last game film that you want out there before you head to the NFL Combine, et cetera? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. So if I'm Brees Hall, I love this place. I love what you've done for me, Matt Campbell. But adios. I will see you on the next go-round. I don't blame him for doing that. I don't blame Kenny Pickett. Uh, these opt-outs, while I wish that we could watch them play one last time because these matchups are very intriguing, um, I don't blame them for sitting out at all. I understand the way that the, the sausage is made now. I understand the way that this works. And cheers to him. Cheers to him. It's a very difficult decision. I, uh, If I were put in that position, I don't know that I would do anything different. I, I would like to think that I would play and and do one last game with my teammates. But looking at all of the money involved, et cetera, in the future, I think I might would roll the way that that these kids are doing. So let's talk about some bowl games. We've got uh, three in the next couple of days before our Wednesday show. So we, uh, we're going to start off with the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And that is Old Dominion and Tulsa. It is 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. Uh, go ahead and tell you the gifts here. The gift suite, of course, that I always talk about. So much fun. Uh, the Fossil Watch, a big game autographed football, and an ice shaker bottle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hate the gift suite stuff, man. I absolutely hate it. Uh, a Fossil Watch is pretty cool. I don't know what a big game autographed football is. That's incredibly interesting. Like, are you supposed to go and get autographs if you're a player, or is it just an autographed football from your team or the opposing team? Like, I, I don't understand exactly what that is. Uh, but either way, an ice shaker bottle is kind of cool. You know, cheers to them for that. Uh, but yes, Old Dominion and Tulsa. Tulsa is a nine-point favorite here. Uh, I've already talked about it a little bit on the BetUS show. I did take Old Dominion on BetUS, and there will be a link in the description for you to go ahead and uh, and check out what I said about it on that show. Um Old Dominion 5 and 0 against the spread in their last 5. They are 4 and 1 against the spread as an underdog. Tulsa is 6 and 2 against the spread in their last 8 bowl games. 
But, uh, you know, 4-0 and against the spread to close the season, not too shabby. Tulsa lost their defense coordinator to TCU, so he is gone. He is already in his office in Fort Worth uh, around about. <laughs> but, uh, but both teams, uh, top 30 in total plays per game. They are not great at finishing drives. I, I just seem to believe that nine points is too many here, so I, I'm going to roll with Old Dominion on this. I, uh, it's two teams that are not very disciplined when it comes to penalties, when it comes to turnovers, etc. I'm not sure. Uh, I talked about it on the show. I just think there could be a lot of chaos in this one. And if there's chaos, then I want the underdog. Big time. So that's the way that I'm going to roll on that. Chris did not send me his picks. Uh, he is he is traveling with family, not able to do the show today or on Wednesday. But he'll be back for other bowl game picks, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll talk about it. I've got a tickle in the back of my throat that is the most ridiculous thing. Of course, while I'm trying to record a show is when it's going to pop up. But either way, <coughs> excuse me. All right. Let's talk about the Idaho Potato Bowl and... That would be one Wyoming Cowboys against the Kent State Golden Flashes. Now, Sean Lewis, I, I kind of expected a little more from Sean Lewis this year uh, with Dustin Crum coming back. They had a lot of guys back. They did play in the MAC Championship, but they kind of got embarrassed by an NIU team that statistically makes absolutely no sense. And we'll, we'll kind of recap the Cure Bowl and a few other things here momentarily, but uh, Kent State just hasn't, hasn't made a lot of sense to me. Uh, if you look at strength of schedule, like Wyoming, they have not fared well against some pretty bad competition, but they have shown up in some spots. I mean, they showed up enough to get to a bowl game, I guess. And they do feel like the better team in this position, right? Because they are playing in Idaho. Uh, they they are comfortable there. Uh, let me go through the... Uh, so the gifts on this. Um, gift Suite. And now this is at Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. Uh, I hate the gift suite thing. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, give me a grab bag. Like, why wouldn't you just give people, like, a, a gift card to go wherever they want to pick out whatever? Because if you give them a gift suite, that's so stupid. I hate that. Hate it. Uh, but either way. So, Kent State, 1-6 and six against the spread of their last seven as an underdog. Uh, they are 5-2 and two against the spread off of a straight-up loss. Uh, the biggest thing here, Wyoming is going to have their big-time linebacker, uh, their Butkus finalist, Chad Muma, and I hope I say that right. Uh, they are not going to have their big-time defense back, their nickel back, uh, Keon Blankenbaker, and they're not going to have their defensive line coach. Now, they've still got Craig Bowl, and he understands how to win football games, especially in the cold, and it's supposed to be cold in Boise. So, uh, Kent State, are they going to be able to do a lot of the things that they want on offense, they've not been very explosive all year. If you're not explosive against Wyoming, I don't know that you can win the ball game because these two teams, talent-wise, I think are very similar. So while I would expect, I would expect points, um, the total here is 59. I might would stay away from the total, but I I'm going to take Wyoming. I I think that they are a team that can run the football if they want to, and. And they can certainly run it all over Kent State. I think they can take the same blueprint that Northern Illinois did against them in the MAC championship game where they basically just ran and, and ran clock, etc. That's what I would expect them to do in this one. So I'm going to roll with Wyoming. 
in this one. Wyoming minus the three. Again, go and check out the BetUS show. I talk in depth about it. Uh, the the guys that I've worked with, Parker and Kyle, uh, they do as well. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, that is the 3.30 p.m. Eastern time game on Tuesday. So Wyoming, Kent State. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now over to the Frisco Bowl, and on this one, San Diego State and UTSA. This There's been a massive line shift here, just massive line shift. Opened, or not opened, when we talked about it earlier last week on the BetUS show, Sincere McCormick, the running back for UTSA, had not opted out of the game yet. And before he opted out, UTSA was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And now that he has opted out, when I looked at the line just before recording, UTSA is now a two-and-a-half-point dog. Is one running back really worth five points in a bowl game like this? I I think this is a bit of an overreaction. I, I don't know that I necessarily liked UTSA beforehand, but I don't know that there's a massive drop-off between Sincere McCormick and the next guy up. Like, Frank Harris is still playing. I, you know... Call me crazy, but I, I think that UTSA can give a fight here. So I'm going to roll with UTSA at minus, or at plus two and a half. Um, I, I was a little wary of them being a two and a half point favorite. But as a two and a half point underdog, I feel like that line shift is just bananas. On, uh, on this one, here is our gift package for them. A gift suite, which again, I don't like it when it's the only thing that you're getting. But I'm okay with it when you got all this other stuff, right? They also get a Herschel backpack, a Justin Cowboy hat, big game autograph football. Who knows? I mean, it's so ridiculous. Uh, a beanie, a commemorative coin, and a lapel pin. And that is from the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Huh, interesting. So 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN for this one. Uh, I'm going to ride UTSA. UTSA 7-1 against the spread against winning teams this year. They are 4-1 against the spread against the non-conference. And San Diego State, 5-1 against the spread as a dog. They are 5-1-1 against the number after a straight-up loss. Uh, this is uh, trying to figure out what, what San Diego State is going to be is the most difficult thing. Now, they obviously can stop the run. There's a lot of stuff going on there with that. Um, but San Diego State's offense is so bad, and I fully expect UTSA to be able to put up some points. I think they can put up points, and if they can and SDSU cannot, that's the way I'm looking at this. So I'm uh, I'm going to ride UTSA plus the two and a half for our pick'em here. 
and uh, and then we'll just go from there. So let's uh, let's do a little bit of a recap over the bowls that happened this weekend. On Friday, we did have Middle Tennessee and Toledo, and Chris called it on the dot. He said Toledo seems like they might be a team that wants to go down to the Bahamas just to party. And after that, uh, seemed like they just didn't care. Like, they didn't play hard. It was just a weird ball game, all kinds of stuff. But Middle Tennessee gets the win 31-24 to on that. And, uh, and it, was, it was a weird game, a very weird game. Uh, on top of that, we did have the Cure Bowl that night, and that was one of the weirdest endings. It was a fantastic football game. For those that didn't watch it, go back on your DVR and check that thing out. I'm telling you, it was awesome. Northern Illinois, Coastal Carolina. Coastal won at 47-41, to so I got it right on Northern Illinois being able to cover, but I did not expect them to be able to put up 41 points on Coastal. Like I, That kind of surprised me. Um, and Coastal always, whenever they face a team that has a pulse, they, they play them close every time this year for whatever reason. But, uh, but the way that that game ended with Rocky Lombardi throwing that pass and the ref ruled it in bounds and on on tape it looked like he actually fell out of bounds it should have stopped the clock they should have had one more play uh, but they started the clock immediately it was a very strange ending the commissioner of the MAC has come out and said that is inexcusable that should never happen in a bowl game and I don't blame him because the MAC has not exactly had a lot of bowl success over the years uh, they had a shot to win this game now if it were me if I'm Thomas Hammock and in that offensive staff, I would have not left it up to that, right? I would have gone to the end zone on that last play. You had six seconds left, seven seconds, whatever it was. It's fourth and four. Why not go to the end zone instead of throwing a shorter pass to try and get a first down? Like, there are so many things that can go wrong there, especially when you don't have timeouts. So I... If I were them, I would have gone to the end zone, but I do kind of feel like they were robbed a little bit. Just my take on it. So, uh, you know that I have not exactly been riding with uh, with NIU all year, but I would have liked to have seen some kind of an explanation at the end of that game because the way that it ended was just absurd. Absolutely absurd. Uh, first game on Saturday, Western Kentucky absolutely beat the brakes off of App State. App State's pass defense, I got, I got no answer there. That was unbelievable. I don't know what happened. Like, they, they did not play the same way that they had been playing all season. Uh, the only two teams that they had lost to, they lost to Louisiana twice, and they lost to Miami once. Parker said it on, on the BetUS show. I don't, I don't understand what happened, how, how it even got to this point. But regardless, uh, Western Kentucky beat them 59-38. to 38. I mean, it just, just smoked them, smoked them. Uh, on top of that, uh, immediately after we had Fresno State beat UTEP 31 to 24, and that was a weird one. I mean, it, it, easiest way to say that it was weird. Uh, Fresno kicked a lot of field goals, uh, didn't finish in the red zone, didn't finish um, scoring opportunities at all. It was just strange, just really strange. Uh, but they get the win. So cheers to UTEP for putting up a fight. Jake Hayner, you know, 26 out of 41, 286 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, we'll see. Mims, the uh, the running back for Fresno that uh, that has been playing in place of Ronnie Rivers, basically. 29 carries, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Fresno put up the numbers. They just did not get uh, the final result that, that a lot of people thought, which was a, a cover of the 11.5 points. But regardless, uh, Liberty beat up on Eastern Michigan 56-20. to 20, 
And Malik Willis went out and did what he was supposed to. 13 out of 24 passing, which is not a great percentage, but regardless, you get a big-time win. 231 yards passing and three touchdowns. He, uh, he did look good running the football as well. And then after that, you had UAB beating up on BYU. Uh, I say beating up, 31 to 28, but they were able to put up some numbers on the Cougars. Uh, Baylor Romney played quarterback quite a bit for BYU. And, you know, after that, we did have a, a couple of interesting games. Utah State got a win over Oregon State, 24 to 13. And the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl was very weird. Uh, I understand what they were trying to do with it. Uh, and this is this has nothing to do with the matchup, right? This has nothing to do with Utah State and, and what they were able to accomplish this year. By the way, 11 wins for Blake Anderson. Absolutely awesome. Cheers to them. Cheers to the Aggies. First year there, uh, the backup quarterback was awesome. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was a little bit in shock, but they are going to be pretty good for years to come. Blake Anderson, I think, in the Mountain West has found a pretty nice, comfortable home. Uh, and we'll see what they do next year. But the, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl just in and of itself, was strange. And that's putting it as nice as I possibly can. The uh, the camel and the eating of the sandwiches and just the jokes, camel coming out playing a clarinet. It is everything that real college football fans don't like. Like They, they want the, the tradition and everything, but this was it was almost like it was making fun of it. And yet, I'm okay with it, right? Because you should be able to have fun with this stuff. These games don't really mean anything. It's an exhibition. So, you know, I'm a little torn because I would like for the game to be taken seriously. But if you take it seriously, you're not going to be able to generate as many viewers because how many fans are going to watch a ball game between Utah State and Oregon State on a Saturday night when you got the NFL going on, et cetera, right? I, I get it. So this was, uh, this was interesting, uh, an interesting way of going about it. And and now it's got me curious about what the Barstool game is going to be. Right? I, I want to see what that game is going to be like. The Arizona Bowl, the same day as the college football playoff. Uh, what, semifinal game? The the first one? I mean, it's, it's going to be on at the exact same time. So we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing. Now, that one is going to be online only. You can only watch it online. That is very interesting. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, the way that they went about this, the entertainment factor, I think, was there. We'll see. It was, uh, it was a little bit cringe, but um, I understand it. I get where they were going with it. Uh, and on top of that, the, uh, the final game for the evening, Louisiana, 20 points unanswered in the fourth quarter. They were down 21-16 to 16 against Marshall and blank them in the fourth quarter and score on three touchdown drives. I mean, there was a turnover that led to points, I believe, uh, 36-21 was the final there. So, cheers to the new head coach. Uh, Levi Lewis came out, did what he was supposed to do. Like, Louisiana looked good. They, they looked good, 13-1. and one. The only loss on the resume was to Texas at the very beginning of the season in Steve Sarkeesian's opener. Uh, that's not bad. That is not bad at all. Uh, there are many other things that we could probably talk about. Uh, A&M, of course, finished uh, the early recruiting period as the number one team at 247 Sports. They've already got 27 commits before the February signing period. Uh, five five-stars, 19 four-stars. They are doing pretty well. Alabama's got 24 commits, or sorry, 24 uh, signed, or whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, and they are right behind them. But Alabama also brought in the LSU cornerback, Eli Ricks, which counts as like another five-star, et cetera. There's 
all kinds of stuff. Uh, Georgia coming in at three, Ohio State four. And then, of course, I read them off the other day, but nothing really has changed in that regard. Uh, Oklahoma at coming in at number 10 is just incredible for Brent Venables, what, what he was able to do that quickly. So cheers to them for knocking that stuff out. I think this is going to be it for today's show. I certainly appreciate all of you for being here. Quick show, again, uh, when there's when there's not anybody to sit and debate with. It does make these things go much, much quicker. And honestly, uh, with bowl games and everything going on, and the coaching carousel kind of winding down at least a little bit for right now, I it makes sense. I mean, we are heading into the week of Christmas, and there's not as much to discuss right now. So I will be riding the show solo again on Tuesday, excuse me, Wednesday, the Wednesday morning show. I'll be doing that one myself. Uh, so hopefully you will all tune back in for that one as well. As I've mentioned multiple times, go and check out the BetUS College Football Show. I do it on Wednesdays and Thursdays with Parker and Kyle. So go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed. There is a link in the description to that. And also make sure that you get signed up over at BetUS. That is where the game begins. Incredible online sports book. BetUS.com. There's a link in the description there. A ton of fantastic holiday bonuses. All kinds of stuff going on. So go ahead and check that out if you would so kindly. Uh, and finally... WinningCuresEverything.com. That is the website. That is your one-stop shop. It tells you everything you need to know about us. If you have not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure and do that. We are hitting new big-time numbers all the time, and it is because of you guys. We certainly appreciate that. The podcast as well, if you would, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice five-star review uh, on the YouTube page. Jump into the comments. Leave us some, uh, Leave us some comments. Jump into the chat. All that good stuff. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you like about the show. Uh, any topics that we have brought up that you do not agree with, we would like to hear from you. So go ahead and do that as well. For now, though, you guys have been fantastic, and I certainly appreciate you being here. So right now, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your bowl game tickets hit this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.